0: Hungry Trilobite Podcast would like to start by acknowledging these fine conventions. SoonerCon. SoonerCon is Central Oklahoma's longest running pop culture convention. It is held in Norman, Oklahoma, and the next event is scheduled for June 24th through 26th, 2022. You can go to SoonerCon.com to sign up and get early bird pricing on admission. The Hellmouth Convention. The Hellmouth Convention is a celebration of fandoms such as Buffy, Firefly and Dr. Horrible. It is scheduled for June 3rd through 5th, 2022 in Los Angeles, California. All proceeds raised will benefit various charities. Please go to thehellmouth.org for more information. Welcome to today's episode of the Hungry Trilobite Podcast. My name is Aaron Bossig, and I'm going to be your host. Today's guest you may know as Kellen or as Thrifty Trekkie, but either way, we are going to get into a lot of cosplay talk, a lot of sci-fi talk, and at the end of the show, please pay attention because, as I mentioned, I'm collaborating with Sci-Fi Coffee, and I'm going to get you a discount on their amazing coffee. Let's get started right away. On tap today, we have Kellen. How are you doing this fine day? I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me on. I am glad to have you. You and I have been following each other on social media for a while now, and Mm -hmm. we finally got to see each other face-to-face on the Star Trek cruise not too long ago. Yeah. And that was such a great time. But I think you're one of those people people need to know more about. (laughs) Well, thank you. You've got such a great gimmick, such a great shtick. You are the thrifty Trekkie. Yes. And I'm a fan of cosplay, but your cosplay is so unique in that you you have a great way of making these incredible costumes that cost next to nothing.
1: Yeah, you summed it up pretty well. So yeah. I, I focus on just trying to recycle stuff instead of buying fabric and working from scratch because
0: it's easier, it's cheaper, more people can do it that way. Is this a necessity as the mother of invention sort of thing where you just started off without the means to get this? Or did you say, I just don't want to spend that money. I want to do something really creative. How, how did this come about?
1: It was kind of a combination of both. So I first started cosplaying um, as a college student. So I didn't have a really any disposable income to speak of. And I also didn't know how to sew. I'd never done it before. So it was a combination of, well, I need something that's already made, but I can't spend too much on it at the same time
0: fair enough fair enough and yet when you you know i'm assuming you, as your skills have improved you have the ability to do more and more cool things you still want to yeah. go to the thrift stores you still want to go to the craft store and yeah definitely
1: yeah i think it's it's just way more fun cuz you can still say that you made something but without worrying about every little detail it's kind of nice to have the pieces usually pre-made for you
0: i know you've I've seen photos of you next to a lot of the the people who played the characters that you're cosplaying. What has been their reaction?
1: Oh, I love doing that. So I I didn't used to really like actor photo ops. I wasn't huge into photos of myself, but since I've been cosplaying, it's so fun to meet the actors because I haven't had a bad experience yet. They're always so excited to see their character.
0: I can't imagine being an actor because I'm terrible at that sort of thing. But <laughs> me too. I, <laughs> I just seeing somebody come in as something I did five, 10, 15 years prior, I I really wonder what that that would feel like. I, I don't know.
1: I, from what I get from them, it's it's rewarding to see how their work influenced someone's life all those years later. To see that I have some connection to the character that I like them so much I wanted to dress up as them. I think is probably pretty cool.
0: And I think part of the reason i like to follow you is that when it comes to cosplay especially stuff that's been seen on screen i am the guy who's like i want it to be exact yeah i want the fabric i yeah. want the pattern i and that's just what i do and that's cool too it but is. to see somebody take the entirely opposite approach is fascinating to me
1: yeah no i i have a lot of respect for people who want everything to be accurate i wish I was like that sometimes because sometimes I'm like well is this going to be good enough and I'm like yeah because if you're having fun in it that's really the only part that people are going to see at the end of the day so either way as long as you're having fun in your costume people aren't going to necessarily notice if it's not perfect
0: agreed agreed and uh, people have said to me when they're just getting into cosplay well am I going to get laughed at if it's not right and I'm like no absolutely not no not not by yeah. anybody that matters
1: Exactly. Yeah. I've never had a, a negative experience at a Trek con like that. Although I've heard others at other cons that thankfully I haven't been to, but the Star Trek community, I think on the whole is way more welcoming and just wants people to enjoy the characters, whatever cost it comes at.
0: When we were on the cruise, I did some fresh costumes from scratch just for that event. Yeah. And I, I turned to you a lot because this was the first time I was stepping out of the screen accurate comfort zone, which is what it yeah. is for me, a comfort zone. And I really was like, okay, I, I kind of started doing the what would Kellen do sort of.
1: <laughs> no, I, I'm glad to hear that. It, it kind of, it's a new challenge for some people.
0: I, I, speaking of, you're saying you're going to Conj, going to Phoenix Fan Fusion soon?
1: I am. I've been before, but only for like a day at a time. This time I'm going for the whole thing. So I'm really excited to dress up for that.
0: Cool. Can you share what you're doing or is it still a little bit hush hush?
1: Oh, no, it's it's open. Um, I'm not doing any Star Trek costumes, though, unfortunately.
0: Oh, well, that's fair. I mean, we're uh, back. About- so go ahead. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I was just going to give you my lineup. So. Sure, go ahead. Um, the character I'm mainly obsessed r- with right now that I've loved since I was a little kid, Ryan from High School Musical, because I recently met the actor and I had such an amazing time that I was like, okay, I want to wear that again. um even though he's not gonna be there and then i'm doing a luke skywalker on saturday because that'll probably be the busiest day and then i'm gonna be radar from mash on sunday sweet yeah it's gonna be fun good variety i think
0: (laughs) i've been to phoenix fan fusion yeah but it's been a very long time and i really miss it a lot it's a fantastic event for anybody who can possibly Mm -hmm. get to that area yeah i really recommend it
1: yeah, no, it's a great con. I've like I said, I've been going for four or five years, just never for the whole thing. Cause I don't live in Phoenix. So it's mm-hmm. I can make it a day trip, but it's gonna be nice to actually be able to spend the weekend.
0: Phoenix is one of those areas for fans that's so far out mm-hmm. that when they make an event there, there's not a whole lot that can compete with it. So it becomes this nice little bubble of fandom in the middle of nowhere. Yeah,
1: yeah and I've I've heard people say it's like the best alternative to San Diego con. Cause if you're Coming over this way, you can get into that, but you might not be able to get into San Diego Comic Con. I've never been, it's too big for me.
0: Having gone as a vendor a while back, it had a really good reputation for just being a good crowd. Yeah. There were so many people that, like, you're not going to have people, you know, grouchy to be there or or worried about, you know, spending every last nickel. It's like people just want to go and have a great time.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I can see that.
0: And, for a con, that's, that's a pretty big compliment because I, th- I think a con should just be a giant party. It's what it really always boils down to.
1: I agree. And that's why I had such a great time on the cruise. I'd never been on a cruise before, but that's exactly what it was. It was just a party constantly for seven days.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't know
1: that was a thing you could
0: do. It, it really yes. is. And I've been on a bunch of cruises. Mm-hmm. This is only my second Star Trek cruise, but I've been on like seven-ish before. So, But there's a big difference. Mm -hmm. and and that is regular cruises it's a party but it's kind of your own little party the idea is you're getting away from it but you don't necessarily mingle with the rest of the passengers on the start truck cruise you do
1: right yeah because you all have that in common right Mm -hmm. away
0: and it's it's great being able to walk up to people just strike up a conversation you like you said you already have that in common Mm -hmm. well
1: that's honestly why I got into cosplay and the cruise just reminded me of that is it's a way to start a conversation with someone you haven't met because you Mm -hmm. have a love for that character in common
0: and I can tell when you post about certain characters that you definitely you take a shine to them over other people on the show
1: oh yeah no I I don't have nearly as much fun if I'm just making a costume I like to make the character that I like I like to be that character for a day it's way more fun for me that way
0: it's a lot of fun to watch too
1: <laughs> oh i'm happy to hear that yeah i i it, it is kind of a i don't i've been watching too much mash recently it is a public service because it's i want people to see it and be excited by the character that's
0: why i do it i'm glad you brought it mash i really am i uh, love it <laughs> what, what brought you into that what got you into mash is it something you got into recently
1: um yeah it's only I don't know it's only been like six or eight months I had wanted to watch it for a while and I just kept putting it off and then through the pandemic having worked I've worked in the emergency room since before COVID started but I was like okay I need something to process these emotions that's what I turned to media for and I thought that would be best for that particular circumstance and I think I was right
0: I've been kind of playing with some ideas in the background of. How people like us who are really into sci-fi will sometimes just grab onto something from a totally different realm, like a a sitcom or a dramedy, just because it kind of helps fill in the gaps. Yeah. And MASH is a great example.
1: Yeah, I can see that, definitely. I've I've always liked medical drama and courtroom drama, which Star Trek doesn't focus on heavily, but when they do have an episode here and there, those are usually my favorites.
0: I'm going to confess, I want to like MASH. I've wanted to get into it. The problem is I've only seen one episode, and every time I try to watch it, it's always the exact same episode. Oh no!
1: <laughs> and which it, episode is it? Like the first, the very first one? Or? It's the
0: one where it's Christmas and the British guy is trying to give the orphan his chocolate. It's that's always the same one.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's, it's and that's a good, but it's like that's literally the only experience I have with it, so I feel kind of bad.
1: That's okay. No, it, it took me forever to get into, too. Um, I mean, I was surprised how strong the first season was, not really knowing what to expect coming into it, but it just gets better and better from there. It's amazing.
0: I have been doing... I'll, I'll give a little spoiler for a, an episode yeah. down the road here, but um, I've been doing a quick run-through of Empty Nest, the sitcom from the 90s.
1: Okay.
0: Um, another Twitter follower and I got into a discussion, and we just think this needs to be a deep dive, and it's for the exact same reason. We're all into these things like star wars and james bond and this is like the counter to that the opposite yes i love that and i I think that that people like us just like seeing ideas rehashed and played with fictionally Mm -hmm. because it's sometimes the only way we can really decide how we think about some things
1: oh definitely yeah
0: I, i know mash in particular it it had a great balance of adding a lot of levity to people's lives, but helping them work through some very serious problems that were going on both on mm-hmm. screen and in, in the headlines at that point in time.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, um, I think they do that well, like Star Trek does. They'll show an issue that was an issue in the 70s and they'll set it back in the 50s where the show is set. And it's sometimes still relevant, which is a little a little strange to see, but it was ahead of its time in that regard because they could play with, the way Star Trek shows a future issue, they could show a past issue.
0: That's it. It works in a lot of ways, like Star Trek. We build the world that we want, Mm -hmm. and I think we do that just to prove we can do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that we can get there eventually if we try.
0: Right. And like, for example, um, are you a Bridgerton fan by any chance? I
1: haven't seen it. No.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Spoil away. Yeah, there's not really a spoiler here. It's it's because it's it's just the way the show is constructed. But they have a a story set about 200 years in the past Mm -hmm. where there really isn't any racial tension or disparity
1: yeah oh yeah
0: and i just like to look at it's like they're doing in the past what star trek did in the future they're just proving that it could have been done this way
1: yeah definitely not that it was
0: but but it's just i i think that there's something to be said for just showing that we're capable of acting like this toward each other yeah i feel like sometimes
1: i will have to watch that one
0: yeah, we lose sight of that sometimes. I think, well, things, things have always been this bad. They always have to be this bad. And Trek fans don't feel that way, I don't think.
1: Yeah, on the whole, I'd say not.
0: So you've been having any observations with the last season of Bash?
1: I'm not quite there yet. So well, I stopped I stopped in mm-hmm. season eight. And I know I need to pick it up again, but it might
0: be a while. Sure. <laughs> The season you're watching, I guess, would be a better way to say it.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, like I said, I'm amazed that it just, the stories get better after the years. And I don't think I've ever seen that in a show that ran that long for it to continue to get better until it ends.
0: It, it was one of the few shows that went out at the height of its popularity and it yes. never really faltered.
1: Yeah, that's amazing.
0: And like I said, especially for a show that ran that long
1: yeah has anything run 11 seasons since then i mean i can't think of anything like a live action comedy i
0: mean yeah i'm trying to think um was cheers that long i think that was like nine or ten seasons yeah um friends went 10 seasons Mm -hmm. um friends definitely did not hold up toward the end And, and, and I, I can be very generous when it comes to some things, because I know that I, I think Married to Children ran 11 seasons now that I'm thinking about it.
1: Did okay.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely the exception and not the rule.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say so like five or six seems to be as many as we get nowadays, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's something to be said for trying to see the, the trade-off between today when we're making seasons that last 12 and 13 episodes Mm -hmm. And could have consistent quality versus back then when they were twenty to twenty-five episodes, and even within the same season, you'd have varying quality. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I mean, what do we get out of it as the audience? I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm just speculating.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's pros and cons to both because it's Mash has like almost three hundred episodes, and then Discovery will have like forty or fifty when it
0: Mm -hmm. wraps or
1: something. I mean, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and like this. All the Trek has been very consistent in quality. Yeah, I've, I I've had complaints here and there, but I, I mean, what they're putting out is is stellar regardless. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, overall, the production quality is incredible.
0: We don't have things like the, the Code of Honor episode or the Profit and Lace episode where it's like, right. okay, did we even have to shoot that one?
1: Right. See, if they had 10 episodes a season, they wouldn't need to rely on things like that to fill <laughs> the list for the year.
0: Yeah, but I, I I try to always be grateful for what we have instead of nitpicking. That mm-hmm. just seems like it's a better way to go.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: So after Phoenix Fan Fusion, where are you headed?
1: After that, I don't have anything until Vegas in August. Star Trek Las Vegas or the 56-year mission, as it's called now. So I'll have a few months off to finish my costumes for that. Yay. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's only four days this year instead of five, so I only get to bring four costumes instead of five, but it's going to be fun.
0: Prior to going on the cruise, Vegas was probably my favorite convention.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely me too, and it's hard to compare the two, but I think I had more fun on the cruise as well.
0: Uh, You don't have the outside interference on the cruise. Yeah, you just have your own little bubble of people
1: all the time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) or as much as you want anyway whereas yeah you go home at the end of the night you come back in the morning it's like a whole different crowd of people it could be all different people with tickets from yesterday
0: I also noticed that maybe maybe it's just me but a lot of the the celebrity guests seem to be more relaxed on the cruise just because it was not a constant fresh group of people every day they knew who they were on board with
1: yeah I kind of got that feeling too and I like that they did like the evening entertainment and stuff we don't see that as much at cons but of course they're going to do that they're already on the boat Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. I've seen a few cons where that happens but it's it's very rare and it it almost takes a a special crowd to make it work
1: Mm -hmm. yeah but those were some of my favorite parts of it like Anthony Rapp's concert was amazing the show John Delancey wrote just that was so cool to see and you wouldn't Mm -hmm. see that at a con
0: no you wouldn't um there was a con in Tulsa where they used to do a cabaret show every now mm-hmm. and then, and that, that worked out really well, but it was a very, I don't want to say small crowd, because it was, it was still a sizable crowd, mm-hmm. but it was Tulsa, Oklahoma, so you weren't getting, you know, thousands upon thousands of people packed right. that theater. Right, right. And, and small yeah. town cons are, are great just for that reason.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I like a smaller crowd. Like, like I said earlier, I don't think I could handle San Diego comic-con because I just, I wouldn't know where to go or what to do. There's too many options, but going to a smaller con, relatively speaking, you get to actually see more, I think, than you do at a larger con.
0: Did I cut you off before? I'm really sorry if I did. No, Okay. no, not at all. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, these cons are, they become like a way of life for us in some way. I don't want to stay, I don't want to overstate it,
1: No, it, it sounds it's, right. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like, it you can right. find what you're doing. You can plan your year by, you can plan your vacations by it. Mm-hmm. There's always this crowd of people that, you know, come from all over the, the country, even the world that, you know, you can spend two or three days with them.
1: Yeah, no, I love it. I definitely plan my year around STOV. Um, I forgot I do have a tiny little my local library does a con and they've been doing it for a few years but it's always been like in the meeting room at the library really really small but this year they're actually doing it at like our baseball stadium so it might be sizable so I'm excited about that that's two weeks before Vegas I uh, forgot about that one sweet yeah so that'll be fun I want to go and hope people have a great time and that we keep doing that and getting bigger every year
0: the idea of of a library-based con just because science fiction has such a literary basis Mm -hmm. that you know you're going to find the people who really get the the meat and the bones of of the genre
1: yeah definitely and I love our local library system they do put on some great events so I'm just looking forward to seeing that one grow
0: how long has it been around
1: Mm, four years I think this is their fourth Okay. Although they they didn't have one the last two years, so maybe it's been longer than that year-wise and not actual event-wise.
0: Well, being able to survive COVID at all is 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 great. Um, maybe we could link to them in the show notes, try to give them a bit of a boost.
1: Yeah, sure. Sure.
0: Uh, what was the name of that again?
1: Oh, it's just a library con. I'll I'll send my city over later, I guess.
0: Okay. Sure. Sure. That that's great. Yeah, uh, we've got a con at the end of June. Uh, it's SoonerCon up here. That oh, yeah, started off. Of that one. Oh, okay. Um, it's gotten, it's, it's at 30 years. So it's been around for a while, but it's only the last few years that it's really just ballooned up. Mm-hmm. And as after losing that Tulsa con, it's kind of like the, the go-to con in the state.
1: How long did you say it's been running 30 years?
0: 30 years. Wow. Very cool.
1: Yeah. No, I have heard of that one. I can't remember exactly where, but I must know someone that's gone.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, A lot of the people in the area, like I said, in the the Midwest will kind of hit that just because it's it's a good trip. It's a good time. Yeah. Small, good crowd.
1: Well, I try to get a feel for other cons through people that are local to them. So I know if I want to make a trip out somewhere, I know someone I can go with, you know. Oh, okay. But I like to get a feel for how the con is before I would make a trip like that. Like I've been to Emerald City Con a couple times. It's been a few years because I used to have a friend that lived there but stuff like that, because it's an excuse to see a friend, and I get to go to a convention.
0: Perfect. Perfect vacation. Indeed, very much so. Emerald City is one that I've looked at, and and it seems like it would be a good trip. It would be worth my time.
1: Yeah, it Uh, was nice. Um, It's run by ReadPop that runs the official Star Trek con now, so I've kind of experienced their events before, just not their Star Trek one yet.
0: uh, We've all had, I'm guessing you've had the experience of hitting a con that ended up not really being necessarily worth your time
1: i'm trying to think no i i tend to have fun but i i guess just going to phoenix con for only a day in the past kind of was a letdown because i didn't have time to do like any of the photo ops i've never done a photo op or autograph there i've really only showed up for panels and then gone home again so i'm excited to see the whole thing but that's not necessarily the con letting me down that's just i couldn't get fully absorbed into it
0: Oh yeah, I, I definitely understand there, and I'm just thinking of something now that happened at uh, that Phoenix. That yeah, yeah. It's um, but I, I, I don't mind a smaller, you know, maybe a con that's just getting started. If it's something that they're just, if I don't have to travel far to get to it, yeah, same. Having been on like a 12-hour drive to a con that didn't work out,
1: mm, less of that's a great too experience, bad. yeah. yeah. No, I can imagine.
0: But I mean, that's, again, that's just part of the lifestyle too, is that sometimes things don't work out the way you planned and that's okay.
1: Yeah. I think part of my remedy for that is like, I try to not ever go for just one guest because then when they announce cancellations and you're like, oh, that was the one I wanted to see. Then right away, you're like, okay, I'm not excited about going anymore. So you have to have multiple reasons to go. And at this point in time, just seeing my friends is the main reason to go. And I know that at least a few of them are going to be there. So
0: that's pretty awesome. Um, Like for example, the first time I went on the Star Trek cruise, which was cruise three, I did something I'd never done at any con before. I said, I am not getting any autographs or any photo ops.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: Just yeah. For a lot of reasons, but it just seemed like that's just one thing I'm not going to do this time around. went to see what else I could get out of it and didn't regret it for a second.
1: Oh, absolutely. I can see that. I mean, I, I do more photos now than I used to, but I still, I don't mind missing panels really, unless it's like some huge reunion that I'm not going to see anywhere else. I'm primarily there to talk to other people in the halls and and hang out at Quark's and, you know, I'm not there to see the panels so much anymore. And I'm okay with that.
0: That's cool. That's cool. I I, um, have a good friend of mine used to go with me to conventions and always just wanted to be in artist alley in the dealer's room just always wanted to shop shop oh, shop yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and that's
0: fun it really is but the second he decided to start doing other stuff suddenly a whole world opened up for him
1: absolutely and we're, yeah
0: we're all just kind of exploring our own you know path through these things getting what we get out of it mm-hmm.
1: yeah i do spend most of my time in the halls or in the vendors hall because i don't have I don't have any stores like that here. It's either online or or nothing. And it's way more fun to see that kind of stuff in person to dig through all the old comic books. And Mm -hmm. you can't have that same experience online.
0: No. And I've often said that it's to the same friend. It's like a treasure hunt when you're in those things because. Yes. They, I love that (laughs) tone in your voice. Yes. Yes. You're, You're finding stuff that you didn't know existed, that you didn't think you'd ever see in person. Uh-huh. And it's like five bucks sometimes.
1: Yeah, no, it's very exciting. So my Bajoran phaser I got at a discount booth, an STLV, their last day of the con. That's a, a thrifty tip is the last day of the con. People usually mark stuff down because they don't want to pack it. Um, but it it was like $10 because the lights and sounds don't work. And I was like, I don't care. I want it for a cosplay prop. So that is perfectly fine by me. And yeah. it's like the Playmates one. I don't know how much those sold for back in the day, but They weren't a scratch and dent special.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, they, I recall getting it pretty easily. It wasn't something I had to talk my parents into, so it couldn't have been that much. Nice. And those Playmates toys did vary in quality a lot. So, I mean, if if it works for you, run with it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're going to find something for you in there, even if nobody else wants it. You're going to be so excited when you find it. (laughs) Mm hmm.
0: Like, I went around, um, I've been trying to get a full run of the Jimmy Olsen comic book series. Okay. Uh, it's it's a comic book series I love. I've talked about it on other podcasts. And I will have this conversation at least once every convention. I will go up there. I'll ask if he, the guy if he has any. And he's like, no. And you're the only person who's ever asked for that. <laughs>
1: It's good to have a brand. It is. It's it's good to have something that you're known for. Because then people will look for it for you at cons. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll Mm -hmm. keep an eye out. I'll let you know if I see
0: any. It's like I've got a whole stack of them back in the shop. I didn't think anybody would ever buy them. So I didn't bother to bring them. Oh. The flip is when I actually find them, they're usually pretty cheap.
1: There you go. Yeah, because nobody (laughs) else wants them. Right. Yeah. No win-win for you. Mm -hmm.
0: So what are you looking for when you go to these things? Besides playmates props.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't know. It depends. So I, I tend to look for stuff of my favorite characters first and then go from there. Although generally my favorite characters aren't the ones that are heavily merchandised. I have a tendency to like sidekicks and I always have. So, um, like I'm always looking for that as Redax. I think it's Diamond Select that they only made a few of. I never find one at a good price, but you know, stuff like that.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of you primarily from your major Kira and your Trip Tucker cosplays. I know you do others.
1: See, there's no Trip merch and there's no Enterprise merch, and there is a good deal of Kira merchandise. But she's she's my most popular cosplay. But she's not my favorite character personally. Mm-hmm. I love cosplaying her, but I have I have some Kira stuff. I've got the figures and um, posters somewhere. I don't have the plate. I do want the plate. I love the plates. <laughs>
0: yeah uh, the enterprise merch in particular hurts a lot
1: it really does yeah
0: because like that was the point where they could still crank out a trek show but they were really winding down any of the licensing opportunities a lot
1: yeah and i don't understand that in that that era since they'd been successful for like 30 40 years already to mm-hmm. just let go of that
0: It it's I don't know. I'm just guessing that at toward the end of the Playmates era, they knew they were losing the license, so they said, we're just going to crank out every figure we possibly can to see if it sells. Mm-hmm. The license went away, and whoever got it next, I think it was Art Asylum, just yes. said, we're going to play this really safe.
1: Yeah, they do have some good figures. Uh, I think they do have a couple Enterprise ones, actually. I just don't own any of those, but I guess there is some Enterprise merch.
0: Oh, very, very little. I said, very little. A few action figures. I have the phaser and the uh, the communicator. Mm, that's, I'm sure I there's a little more.
1: But... The, I have the trip ornament. There's a homework ornament series. I think there's just him to Paul and Archer. I'm not sure if they did everybody.
0: And the fact they did do a Porthos plushie just kills it right there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Star Trek the not...
1: tie in in the world. Uh huh.
0: We don't have a Murph plushie yet either, and that's crazy.
1: That's true. Yeah, see that? They should really be merchandising because it's a kid's show. And of course, Mm -hmm. kids want plushies of stuff. Adults want plushies of that stuff too. I would love a Murph plushie.
0: We're getting the new Playmates action figures. I'm hoping they start to put in things like the Prodigy and Lower Decks figures in there.
1: I would love to see Lower Decks figures. Yeah.
0: so as far as your cosplay goes do you have any grand ambitions for beyond this year beyond STLV
1: I don't know it depends on all the new Star Trek that comes out because I feel like at this point I've done all the costumes that I really felt drawn to from the from the older series so it's just a matter of seeing what comes out and what new characters I connect with like I'll probably cosplay Chapel from Strange New Worlds because I like her and I like her costume um I might do some more from Discovery. I'm not sure yet. Prodigy, I don't know. I don't think I could pull any of those off. That would be tough. Yeah, I mean, I've seen people do them, though, and I'm like, okay, I couldn't do any better, so I'm just going to leave that one alone. Um, Lower (sighs) Decks, I've cosplayed Tendy, but I wouldn't wear her to a con because I don't like wearing full face makeup at all. So Mm -hmm. that was like a one-time thing.
0: the cruise was this past cruise was the first time i ever did makeup at all at a con yeah and it was how did you like it, it? oh was not bad i mean it's, <laughs> the process and the wearing it wasn't the problem was Just i had so little experience doing this and it it's one of those get out of your comfort zone sorts of things mm-hmm. if you look at my cosplay closet you can see this is like this is a guy who's scared to do makeup All these costumes are chosen because I don't have to do makeup for them. And this was the first time I said, yeah, I'm going to get over that.
1: Yeah, no, it's good. I'm glad you tried something new. And I'm glad that you weren't you didn't hate it and that it turned out good. That's all you can ask
0: for, really. I'm going to throw this out there. Many people, at least five on that cruise, told me I look a lot like John Billingsley.
1: Okay. Yeah, I I can see that. Okay.
0: Okay. Um... (laughs) That Like, if I don't do a Phlox cosplay, I'm, like, wasting my life, apparently.
1: Okay, see, I wanted to do a Phlox cosplay, actually. He is on my list. Thank you for bringing that up. And I'm thinking about just doing model magic for the prosthetics, because they're not that big, and Mm -hmm. that's my my workaround when it's nothing,
0: like, a full face piece. Here's my dilemma. Yeah. I have detached earlobes, and John Billingsley does not.
1: Well, that's okay. You can still be the character.
0: He has a natural advantage on the the makeup front. (laughs) Well,
1: that's okay. Yeah, you could still do it. I Uh, honestly, I probably wouldn't even do like the chin part of it. I would just do the forehead ridges and then draw on the little, the other little ridges, just draw them.
0: That's probably the direction I will go. I will, I'll do a lot of practicing before I ever let another human being see the results. Yeah, that's fair. But how would you handle the tunic, the little doctor outfit that he has?
1: I think you could thrift that. Um, It might just like an older dress shirt and take out some of the buttons. Because he's only got what, like two buttons on his stuff usually, like one at the top Mm -hmm. and then one at the bottom. And then it's like a a hidden zipper probably on the inside. I don't think Mm -hmm. that would be that bad. You don't even need a zipper if you don't want one.
0: Now, and he's worn so many of those outfits, and they're all so different. I don't feel like I have to find the fabric or the pattern. It's like just wing it. Even I'm okay with winging it.
1: No, that's a really good point. So, when you do alien characters like that, or civilian characters, non Starfleet characters, you have the option of just doing something in their style, and people will still know who you are. So, I do really like that. Like Kess is another one that I think has a distinct enough style that you can kind of do whatever colors and pieces you want.
0: Mm for sure yeah. for sure uh, i'd like the, to see
1: that on the next cruise let's do that let's let's see some flocks
0: totally i <laughs> i don't think i'll be on the next cruise but on the next cruise, yeah. yeah the next one i am on i'm going to say this now i will have the flocks cosplay ready there you go i can't wait <laughs> whether that's cruise 6 or 16 it's going to be there,
1: <laughs> there you go see plenty of time to plan ahead okay
0: how about we leave it there and just agree to have a reunion on that cruise whenever it happens to be? Okay, we'll okay. do a flocks duo. <laughs> Kellen, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate you doing this. Where can people follow you and your work on the internet?
1: You can find me on Twitter as Thrifty Trekkie, and then I'm on Facebook as just Thrift Trek. I post pictures and tutorials about whatever I'm working on at the moment, past cons, flashbacks, stuff like that. So. Yeah, Facebook and Twitter.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, I will put that all that in the show notes on my website, aaronbostig.com. Thanks again, okay. and I would love to have you back anytime.
1: Absolutely. Let me know. I'll be here.
0: I would like to thank Helen for being my guest today, and I would like to thank you for listening. In my last episode, I had introduced the Sci-Fi Coffee Company... With them and the collaboration we have, I'm hoping that we can really bring a sci-fi flair to the coffee that we all enjoy. This is a fantastic product. I love the flavor of it. I love the designs. And I love the fact that each type of coffee carkens back to a sci-fi story that I know and love. And I'm hoping as time goes on, we're going to see more sci-fi stories come about as a result of this coffee you could get 10% off of your order by using the promotion code HUNGRY, as in Hungry Trilobite, when you place an order at sci-fi-coffee.com. Before I wrap up the show today, let me take a moment to try and explore the rest of the podcast world. I had said during my chat with Kellen that I have never had the chance to get familiar with the TV show MASH the way I would have liked. There's a good way to correct that. Why don't I go ahead and open up the Good Pods app and type MASH into the search bar, I get a podcast called MASH Matters, hosted by two guys who have been running for over 80 episodes, and they do things like record at comic conventions as well. Hey, I'm all about that. I love doing that myself. So this is definitely a type, the type of show that I'd want to look for. Don't forget, you could subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.